Another episode of Grey Knockers is coming right now. My name is Josh, and I'm from Fuji Spray. And I am Jim from Fuji Spray. And we are Grey Knocker Nation. Grey Knocker Nation! That is so right, well, nice. I've been dying to say that all this time. Sorry, <laughs> I must apologize. Is this not what you've been waiting for? <laughs> Have you not been entertained? I'm Ryan from Mackinwood. This is Ben from Myers Woodshop. Yo, it's Austin from Ebony and Birch. I'm Nate from Built by Nate. This is Logan from Hardy Design Company. This is Josh from JB woodworking this is jesse from mullen woodwork this is jenny from sacred cinder hi i'm sean vance from vance made i'm steve from grain creation this is nick from goodwood designs this is kevin from tool tech and more this is kc with at mangrove Designs. this is taylor hubble from hubble woodshop and i am and i am and i am and i am and i'm grain knock grain knock grain knock grain knockers nation What's up, Grey Knocker Nation? Welcome to episode 10. We have a great show for you today. We have Fuji Spray Systems in the house. We talk HVLP spraying. We talk turbines. We talk about a lot of stuff. At the end of the episode, we also reveal our mega giveaway. Mega giveaway is um, something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I'm glad I finally have the opportunity with some great companies that wanted to contribute. Tune in all the way to the end of the episode and find out details on that. And make sure you're following us on Instagram at Grain Knockers. That way you can find out how to enter and how to get as many entries as possible. Right now, let's go to Canada. If you ever wanted to change your life, okay, you're going to want to listen closely. Go grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, take notes. Today, as always, we have guests. Today's guest is pretty special. We have Josh and Jim. They're two guys up in Canada that know everything about HVLP spraying. They're at Fuji Spray Systems. Josh and Jim, thank you so much for joining Grey Knockers today. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Thank you for the kind words. Hi there. My name is Josh. I'm really excited to be here with Grey Knocker and Grey Knocker Nation. The anticipation for this episode has been just driving me nuts. I mean, I've wanted to have you guys on to talk spray systems. One, because... In my journey of doing it, I've reached out to companies and you'll get, you know, answers sometimes that are like, yeah, just, you know, do it this way, whatever. Personally, Josh, Josh, you've helped me out so much in the last year from really dialing in my system and learning HVLP. Is that something that I think I'm special, but is that something that all your customers get when they uh, reach out to Fuji? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's quite a rewarding experience for both myself and the customer who calls and uh, tries to better understand HVLP spraying and spraying in general and dilution and you know how to operate and all the way down to maintenance of the equipment and this is a, it's an experience that we both share uh, myself and the customer and you know we're always willing to walk them through from beginning to end that's what we're here for that's really refreshing and i think a lot of end users uh customers of yours really appreciate that so uh thank you for helping me on my journey now jim on the other hand i heard you don't help anybody no i'm just kidding no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you recently just followed me on Instagram, and you're if you haven't followed Jim already on Instagram, go follow him. I think it's Jim at Fuji Spray. Is that? Yeah, it's uh, Jim uh, period at period Fuji Spray. And is that another way that uh, people on Instagram could reach out and ask questions? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they have any questions related to their finish, if they're you know really proud of a piece that they want to show me, you know, shoot me a line, direct message, or just tag me, and I'll be more than happy to help them out. That's awesome. Okay, so why don't one of you just, for people who don't know Fuji, because at one time I didn't know Fuji until a friend of mine changed my life and told me about you guys. Why don't you give us a little background on Fuji as a company? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're right, it is calm. We even, um, when we were in Vegas this year, we noticed that, you know, people would come by the booth and first they were still a little unsure of what HVLP turbine driven technology was. Um, and then they started understanding what Fuji spray is. But we're a, uh, about a 30-year-old company. Our, we celebrated 30 years last, I believe it was September 2016. Um, we, uh, we manufacture originally, it was uh, turbine-driven HVLP technology um, with an emphasis on, on sort of innovation, um, you know, trusted performance, and, and really just a versatile all-around system. Um, being that we are 30 years old, we, we were around for the inception of that technology. So we've seen the evolution. Uh, we've been a part of the evolution with our different patents and our different trademarks and, and that sort of thing. So, um, and then recently we got into the compressor driven sprayer. So we got our MPX, um, which comes in both gravity and bottom feed. And, and that's a, 
it's a really exciting little endeavor for us. So um, primarily turbine, but um, yeah, so uh, we're at a Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The, uh, the current ownership's been for, I believe, the past six to seven years. And really, that's where you've seen the sort of that, that spike in, in whether it's the brand, whether it's the, uh, the equipment we're manufacturing, the technology inside of it. It really has been sort of a, a nice little spike there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you guys, as a company, do you guys do anything else but HVLP sprays, systems, guns, stuff like that? Do you guys, I mean, is this just a part of this company or is this what you do? Uh, this It's pretty much all we manufacture. Our heart and soul goes to manufacturing HVLP sprayers and spray guns. I think that's important for people to know when they're they're going out and they're looking at different companies and different products. Sometimes you can get into some companies that it's not their primary focus. Doesn't mean it's a bad product, but it's kind of rewarding knowing that this is what you guys do. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so what's the biggest misconception about HVLP? Because the first thing that I get from people is it's too much to learn. Is that something? How do you guys get over that hurdle with with customers? How do you how do you convince them that this is the route you want to go and why? Oh, well, that's a that's a great question. It's it's much like any other tool. There is a learning curve to it. There there are settings that need to be uh, adjusted uh, com- conforming to what your needs are. You need to select the right equipment for what your needs are and, and make sure that the application is done in, in a safe way in the most reasonable method. So I think um, I think by educating the customer, this is where the misconception just just disappears by walking them through to what they first have in mind, what, what are their needs, and we go from there. We, we say, well, um, how about we uh, take a look at what this spray system does for you, and, and um, we go from there. So, so that's what you would recommend customers. Like anyone who's looking to get into an HVLP, you would say, give us a call, explain to us what your needs are, because some people might not even know what their needs are when it comes to HVLP. So they just call you guys. They say, this is my projects. This is what I build. How can you guys help me? Is that basically what you're saying the best route is for them to learn? I mean, I find, too, the people with that misconception of sort of the complexity of HVLP technology, they are primarily the ones that are going from brushing and rolling or using a rag, and then they're going to call us in. But whether it's a Fuji, whether it's any of our competitor systems, go to a, a local store, go to Home Depot, rent one. I've never had someone after putting the gun in their hand and giving it a spray that said, you know, it's it's too complex for me. It's, you know, an afternoon learning curve, fill it with water, you know, familiarize yourself with the controls. And then you're going to get into, you know, different viscosities and, and that sort of thing. And that's what you can give us a call and, and that's where we really hone in on the expertise. That's some good advice. I've never even thought about rent, renting one, you know, yeah, just yeah. go into a store, rent one for what, 30 bucks or something. And exactly. just, even if you have like, if you have a compressor, okay, because that's part of what you guys do too. You make guns for compressors now, the MPX-30, which I just recently got in my shop and it's amazing. It's an amazing gun. That's how I learned. Like we were talking about earlier, I learned from going to a Harbor Freight, spending 12 bucks on a stupid gun and it sucked. Like, let's just be honest. You guys don't have to say it. I'll say it. It sucked. Um, but it taught me the dials. It taught me how to adjust it. And Basically, it was a one-time use gun for me because at that time, I didn't know about the maintenance about the guns. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about how important maintenance is on like an HVLP gun? Because when I started, I didn't really get the importance of how to maintain it or how important it was to maintain it. Now I do, thankfully, with the guns I have. Um, Yes. For people that don't know, can you just get into a little bit about how crucial it is to maintain your gun? Absolutely. And this goes for, it doesn't matter what level of, of spraying it is that you do, whether you're a home user or you're an intermediate sprayer or this is what you do for a living. Maintenance of the spray gun is 100% absolutely important. We cannot stress this enough with all of our customers. What happens is the, the way your spray gun sprays, it will depend on how well or how lack thereof you clean your spray gun and you're maintaining it. Um, we we strongly recommend that every after use of your spray gun, you get it cleaned almost immediately. Don't let any paint or any other material sitting inside the cup of the gun. That way it doesn't dry up or cause any anything else to, to get gummed up. And this will definitely be a problem solver for many, many years. And you can get a lot of years out of a spray gun if, if you well keep it. 
So are we talking if you, just if you maintain it properly? So are we talking just taking the hopper off and you know pouring water through it, or are we talking let's pull the needle out, let's get the cap off, let's put it in some, you know, if it's water-based material you're using, just wash it with some hot water. How how much do you recommend getting into the gun? Well, it depends. Um, you know, we always recommend cleaning it at 100%, taking it all apart. There are there are certain levels that we walk the customer through to doing their what we call a level one cleaning and then there will be a level two cleaning a level one cleaning will be where you uh, clean the inside of the cup of the gun as you refer to as a hopper you put um, the solvent in there or water if it's so if it's water-based material and then you spray some of that and what that does is it flushes out all of the internals all of the fluid components and it, it alleviates from many buildup inside the spray gun when you are done at the end of the day, for instance, um, you can do a level two cleaning. Level two cleaning will involve a little more work. And, and of course, like I said, this is very important that it's done. Uh, you have to take all the components out, remove the cup, um, remove the fluid nozzle, remove, remove the air cap, remove the needle and all of the other relevant components and clean those very thoroughly. And then let those sit overnight. It doesn't hurt to let those sit overnight so they can dry completely. And then you're good to assemble your spray gun the following day and you're good to go to spray again. Just from experience, I can tell you right now the importance of maintaining the gun. And I'll be honest, some people have messaged me and said, I don't want to get an HVLP gun because of the maintenance. Listen, it took, it took me yesterday when I took my T70 apart. It took me probably five minutes to take it apart, flush it out, clean all of my parts. I left it on my counter. And when I need it again, I'll assemble it in 45 seconds and spray. I mean, it's really not a big deal once you start doing it, but you know, people shy away from it. Given that people yeah. shy away from it, let's talk about the benefits of spraying with HVLP. No matter if it's a compressor gun or a turbine system that you're using, why should people get the brush out of their hand and spray? I mean, if you compare it to brushing and rolling, I don't care who you are. You're not going to get an even coat down to the molecular level or the film thickness level if you're brushing and rolling. Um, the only way to properly do that is with a spray system. To be able to lay down a nicely atomized coat, is, is that's how you really get your evenness um, without having to use a bunch of leveling products and, and really you know, becoming a, a junior chemist to, to get it to level out nicely. Um, next thing I would say is, is transfer efficiency. You're looking at 65% is you know, the bare minimum. Um, there have been different manufacturers that say, you know, you can get up to 80 to, to even 90 percent, I've heard. And it does make sense because when you're able to, you know, dial in your fan pattern control, um, you can limit your fluid. You know, if you do it properly with uh, with our Fuji T70, our GXPC, even the RM model entry level, if you dial it back and go, go close enough, you can spray you know, upwards uh, or as small as half an inch. Um, so you can really, really, you know, fine tune it. Um, and then apart from that, it's portability, especially turbine driven, uh, the portability of, you know, being able to go into someone's house, spray the job there, um, kitchen cabinets in, in particular, spending a day, taking them off, taking them back to the shop. That's, that's time in a production shop, uh, being able to do it on site. That's huge. Commonly people will <clears throat> get, you know, one or two guns, uh, one for your clears, one for your colors. And that really expedites the whole, whole production of it all, but, but definitely transfer efficiency. And, uh, and and portability will will certainly be the, the the top two I would say. Yeah, I get what you're saying about the the portability part. I just I just did a job where I brought the turbine there, and actually tomorrow I'm bringing the turbine to uh, clear a tree stump. But don't ask. I don't. It's an interesting <laughs> project. Um, yeah, and you you don't have to bring your compressor. I mean, no one wants to load up a 80 gallon stand up compressor in the back of their truck to a job. I mean, that's not practical. So, yeah, the turbine and the HVLP, definitely a way to go. I've just been a, the last year and a half, it's been something that I was thinking about when you were talking was how much time I saved. Like, whether it's a build in, a table, uh, whatever you're painting. I even seen on your guys' website, people were clearing, or I don't know what the process is because I've never done it, but a bathtub, you know, whatever your process yeah. is. How much time you save 
just spraying. Is it how huge is that for people? It is. It's it's gigantic. I mean, even if you have the home hobbyist who you know, some people say, well, it might be faster for me to just brush and roll it than to actually have to set up my system. But when you factor in masking and, and that sort of thing, and then you know the fact that you're not going to be getting that even coat, uh, spray finishing HVLP in particular always comes out on top. So you save time. Now I would love to say that you save money, but people that don't have one yet won't get that because they're going to say, well, look at this added cost. You know, I don't know if I need two stage turbine or a five stage turbine. You know, I don't know what I need. We already kind of touched on how, you know, people will come to you and ask, you know, tell you what you're, what they're doing. And then you kind of guide them in the right direction. What about cost? Your guys's price point market wise. First, you're one of the leaders in the, in the world for, HVLP because you've been around the longest, one of the longest, and you guys are kind of trendsetters when it comes to that, uh, the HVLP game. So can you just touch on your cost and why the costs are the way they are? Is it primarily just because that's how much it costs or, because that's one question I get all the time. I can't, I can't spend 400 to, I don't even know what your highest gun is. I think it's probably 12 or 13, 1400 bucks. When it comes to pricing in HVLP, a lot of end users get kind of hesitant because the price point is a little high. What would you say to an end user to say, listen, don't worry about the price up front because long term, this thing's going to pay for itself. I mean, is that something that you guys agree with? Because that's what I've found so far. It is. It's definitely common. Not so much in the production shops because they can factor in, you know, I'm doing two kitchens a week. I've already paid it off in a week. Translate that into, you know, uh, certain amounts of dilution of product, the transfer efficiency, the amount of paint savings in itself is is also going to factor in. But more so with the individual end user. I mean, let's say your your husband or your wife or whoever your partner may be says, I want to redo the kitchen. Go look and, and I encourage your users to do this as well. Go contact some local kitchen cabinet refinishers who are probably going to be using the exact same technology and see what it costs. It's it's going to be you know maybe let's say thirteen to to three thousand depending on the size of the kitchen. You can get a semi pro, uh, a do it yourself or series system for four twenty five. You load up your stain, you you know you give it a quick sand. I mean there is that learning curve and and we are going to make mistakes and we're going to mess up and there's going to be reworks, but um, for the for the price of an entry level, even the the Minimite three around six fifty, that's you know less than than what they would charge you. Um, they might even come in and brush and roll it too. So what I find too, and it's it's sort of a pitch when we sell it, is once you buy this, you're gonna the project list is gonna keep coming. If you know if your wife gets it for you for Christmas, uh, she's already got a list for you. I was just gonna uh, say that that list is gonna grow real fast. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, and to be fair, though, I mean, Fuji, we are, at least I'd like to think, and I have heard this from many others, we're sort of the, you know, Mercedes Benz, the Rolls Royce, the industry, you you do get what you pay for. Um, You can quantify that in the actual build and the technology inside it. But I think it's really when you call in, and within, you know, two to three rings, you get someone, um, or you send an email in 24 hours, you get a response. Like, you know, that's, it's hard to put a dollar value on that, but when you're, you know, in the thick of it, you got the customer in the other room yelling at you, something's going wrong and you just need that little bit of a, like switch your check valve around. That's why you're not getting pressurization. Right. It seems silly, but it really does. Uh, I think that also translates into, uh, you know, what you're paying for. And I'm sure you guys even get pros, guys that have been spraying HVLP for a long time, calling you up and it's just something simple like that. You know, I did it last week, actually. You did it yourself. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Josh was like, just switch the thing. Okay. You work here. (laughs) All right. Before we start getting into Fuji specifics of your guns, your system, stuff like that, I forgot to even bring up what HVLP stands for. People may not even know that. So it's high volume, low pressure, right? You got it. What that basically means is that, why don't you guys say it? Because you're the pros. What does high volume, low pressure mean? You're going to be looking at a... uh, at a high volume there at, at lower operating pressures. So the, um, that's why at, at Fuji and I think most HVLP turbine driven manufacturers, um, CFM is a bit arbitrary or it, there's a large range. So when people ask us, you know, what's the CFM of this, it's, um, well, it is a, a valid question. I like to look more into the actual PSIs of the system. So with, with turbine driven, you, um, you do pretty much have a ceiling of 10 PSI, uh, before you're going to start affecting some of the transfer efficiency. I mean, 
with the dials on these guns now, you can still maintain it by dialing in. But if you were to do, you know, a straight comparison all across the board, really 10 PSI is, is the ceiling. Um, so being that we're at 9.5, we're, you know, pretty much the most powerful system you can get while still being considered HVLP. Now, is that at any stage of your systems? So we have the two stage, which would be your your 5 PSI up into the Q5 or Minimite 5, which would be 9.5 PSI. And then we hit pretty much every level in between. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, let's go through what systems you guys offer. It's the Hobby Pro 2. That's your entry level system, correct? That's right. Okay. Tell us a little bit about who would benefit most from the Hobby Pro. Okay. So the Hobby Pro 2, the Semi Pro 2, both gravity and bottom feed fall into the DIY series. DIY means do it yourself. So this, this will fall towards the category of the home user, the hobbyist, um, the person who has several projects kicking around in the house and would like to get it started. Even somebody who is just starting their own business and, and you know, d- doesn't have that kind of budget to get their business going. The semi-pro or, or hobby pro systems are able to get you started. and um, They get you started in the HVLP world, basically, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. So what limitations would a two-stage turbine have over the nine? You did say PSI, Jim, before. Is there certain materials that you wouldn't recommend, like uh, latex paint through a, a two-stage, or is it open game? Let's get you with the right tip size and the right gun, and a two-stage will do everything you need for a DUI. With a, with a two-stage, you get 5 PSI. In comparison to a five-stage, you're looking at 9.5 PSI. A, a two-stage, you're able to spray latex with no problems. You're able to get the, the adequate... Um, tip size to spray the, the the material, the latex paint in this case. The only thing uh, that you will perhaps find as a challenge is atomization because of the power that the two-stage will provide. You, you're still able to get great results, don't get me wrong. You're still still able to get great results with a three-stage and a four-stage. A two-stage is, like I mentioned, is an entry-level system. You, you have certain limitations with, with what you can accomplish. Nevertheless, latex paint can be uh, sprayed with with a two-stage. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought maybe a two-stage you were kind of limited and you'd have to really thin out your material in order to get it through. And, you know, that could be the case too, which brings me to um, something at the end of the show I would like to talk about. And that's like, I think we all need a chart, okay? we need, <laughs> And maybe the chart's out there and I haven't found yet of, uh, you know, tip size per material or whatever. We'll talk about it later. So yeah. if we move from the Hobby Pro 2, we'll go to the Semi Pro 2, basically the same thing, 5 PSI. Um, now, these systems are offered with different guns, correct? Or do you just get one gun with these systems? Yeah, so it would be the uh, the entry-level M-model spray gun. The main difference between the Hobby Pro and the Semi Pro is Hobby Pro is a black case, Semi Pro is a blue case. Uh, but more importantly, the Hobby Pro comes installed with a 1.8 millimeter tip, whereas the Semi Pro comes installed with a 1.3. Um, the Hobby Pro, you know, right out of the box, if, if someone's saying, I'm going to be shooting latex on a fence or, or I'm going to be shooting an exterior paint on a fence or, you know, maybe doing the uh, the walls of my house at a budget, go for the Hobby Pro. Um, 1.8 millimeter tip, but you're also going to get some extra filters and an extra cut parts kit, so the wearable components. Uh, with the Semi Pro 2, you're looking at 1.3 tip, which is great for most other waterborne finishes, your your polys, your lacquers, uh, barathane, and and then stains can also, if you do dial back on the, the volume control, uh, not so much the gel-based stains, I find. You'll have to open it up. But for uh, like the wipe-on stains or the dye stains, um, you can use the 1.3 dial down or 1.0 is, is also good. But main difference is the, the air cap set that comes with it. Yeah, so once you get out of the Semi-Pro and the Hobby Pro, you jump right into the Mini-Mite. Now, the Mini-Mite's what I have. I have the Mini-Mite 4 Platinum. But uh, let's let's talk about Mini Might. Who it's best for? Uh, obviously, like we already said, it's a little bit more PSI than the Hobby and the Semi Pro. Let's talk about the Mini Might. Yeah, I mean, the, the Mini Might three and 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 four. Um, I mean, I, I would say the the three stage is really your first step into the commercial or contractor grade system. If you start the conversation with me saying I have a shop or I'm, I'm going to have a shop and budget isn't you know that much of a factor, then you can hop into the, the three-stage realm. 
Uh, it operates at 6.5 PSI. So there is, you know, a PSI jump and people see the price and they say, well, how does that translate into the extra $200? It's the spray gun. Uh, you're going to get your choice of the T model, uh, the GXPC model spray gun. And that's the adjustable one that, that uh, I saw that you got. Yep. Uh, the T model comes in, in gravity and bottom feed. And you can, these can all be adapted to the 3M PPS system as well, uh, along with the M model spray gun too. So any of your guns can hook up to any turbine? Yeah, as long as you have that three-quarter inch sort of quick connect coupling fitting, which is pretty common. I think there's the the Erlex uh, 5500 has more. It's a bleeder-style spray gun with a, a friction fit. Uh, but for the most part, you're, you're pretty much fine all the way across the board. I always say, uh, if you're ever unsure, just bring your gun. You know, Try it on a garden hose fitting at Home Depot. If it clicks and fits, you're off and running. Now I'm going to walk into Home Depot with a bunch of guns. Not guns, but spray guns. And uh, start clicking them in the hoses. People are gonna look at me funny. All right. So, what's the difference between the Mini Mike three and the four? Is it pure PSI difference? Uh, three and the four, yeah. The, the three stage that is where you're gonna see the big jump. And what that does translate to as well is less dilution, uh, slightly faster speed of application, and overall a finer atomization. Now we're not talking about the atomization in the middle of the pattern, but you know when you do your initial pass with it two-stage system, you might see a, a larger droplet size around the center. When you overlap that, whether it's you know uh, a third of the way or, or 50%, that's going to disappear. But overall, the atomization does uh, increase quite a bit as you jump up in those stages. And how far up does the Mini Mic go? Does that go to a five-stage? Yeah, we do have the Mini Mic 5 Platinum, and that would be the sort of the ceiling on the, the Mini Mites there. Okay, so last in the turbine systems... You guys, I think it's your most recent system. I could be wrong. You, you can correct me, but it's the Q series, the Q Platinum series turbines. Explain to us what the difference is, the benefits of those. So the the Q is really, if you're on site, that really adds to the customer experience. It's so much, it's so quiet that you could actually probably charge more for your job, knowing that a baby could be sleeping in the next room and you're not going to disturb them. Uh, so that's, that is a big deal. It is uh, patented noise reduction technology. So I would probably have to kill you if, uh, if I told you <laughs> how it really works. But, Good thing uh, I'm far away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the PSI levels are identical between your three, four, and five stage systems. Uh, it really does come down to that quiet technology. So you're looking at about 62, decibel, 62 to 65 decibels from 20 feet away. Uh, so I could be uh, you know, doing an instructional seminar. I could stand beside the turbine and have it run at full speed and not have to raise my voice excessively, which is which is quite nice. So as far as spray systems go, turbine-wise, since it's patented, no one else industry-wise can come close to noise levels. Are you guys, would you guys say you're the quietest then? Yeah, we're, we're quite confident that we are the quietest system on the market. I'm willing to take any challenges. If you find them, shoot me a message at, at uh, Jim at Fuji Spray, and I'll take a look at it. But from what I've seen and, and different competitor systems on the market, by far the, the quietest system. All right. So when you jump into the queue, um, obviously it's different patented technology, probably because they now stage-wise in the queue. Does that go from three to five as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the mini mites in the queues are both the, the commercial grade systems, so they will range all from three to five. Okay. And then I'm assuming just because of that technology, it might be a tad bit more, but look what you get in return. Um, now let's talk about Fuji. Now this is where there's no question that your turbines are great. But what I really think through my whole process the last couple of years of learning HVLP are the guns. I think the Fuji gun is a superior gun to a lot of different guns. There's a lot of good guns out there, but I love them. Let's talk about the T-Series. The T-Series gun, now I have the T-70. You can get that in a bottom and a top and a gravity, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay, those two guns, what are some features of those guns that kind of set you know, the Fuji T-70 apart? The, I mean, that is a great question too because one thing I get is, you know, I'm upgrading my system. Uh, what's the benefit of your T-Mile spray gun? It looks the exact same as the gun I have now. And once again, it's the patents. We have a, a patented side pattern uh, control right here. So you can go from, I believe, a 15-inch fan all the way down to one inch uh, from six to eight inches away, which is huge. The, the ability to control that and the fact that it's on the left-hand side means as you're spraying your pass, if you need to do an adjustment or you're contouring, you can actually do that real time. Uh, it was common for older technology, even like our XT model spray gun, which is now discontinued. You'd adjust the size of your fan by clicking the, the air cap at the front. 
um, it was it served a purpose, no doubt. But you did have three settings: you had vertical, um, you had horizontal, and then you had the circle pattern. Being able to go from fifteen to one in every single increment in between. That's once again going right back to the transfer efficiency. You're not blowing your product where you don't need to. If I'm doing a wide tabletop, I can you know open it up to 15, and then when I'm doing the spindles on it, I can dial it back down to you know one or two inches. My T70 is the first gun I received uh, that I bought with my system. It was a game changer. I mean, it's a bottom. It's not the top gravity fed. It's the bottom, but it's awesome. The only thing, the only thing that I was having an issue with is when I was doing like real tight spaces, the size of it was a little bit larger, but then I just went and got the XPC gun with the side hopper. That gun I haven't used yet. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't used it yet, but I want to because the hopper moves and I know I can get into tight spots with furniture, buildings, stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about the XPC. Yes, yeah, so the XPC, you're right. It uh, it does have sort of a smaller footprint. It is it is a little bit heavier than the T-Model. The T-Model, I think, is about 20% lighter. So, you know, it does translate into a little bit user fatigue marginally. But yeah, the uh, the GXPC, prior to me really focusing on the benefits of the PPS system, uh, it's most popular with fine instrument makers, uh, luthiers, uh, piano makers, because you can be completely parallel to it, not have to worry about breaching the lid of your cup, clogging up your pressure tube. Um, also, people that are doing uh, cabinet casework, being able to spray the seams, adjust the cup at any level. Um, people are doing uh, some ceiling touch-up, uh, whether it's crown molding or floorboards. You don't have to, you know, wrench your arm or be in some bizarre position so that you don't clog up your pressure tubes every, you know, every time you make a pass. The cup sizes are different. So, mm-hmm. with the at least with my setup, the XPC cup size is quite smaller than the T70. So that might matter for some people, but uh, it like you just said, it's all about what you're doing. Exactly, it's it's about to given the expectations. You know, the T series is for larger jobs. You got that nice big bottom feed cup. Uh, T75G2, you know, you're still looking at a 600 cc cup, which is nice and large. Um, with the GXPC upon request, although it does come stock with a 400cc, you can purchase a, uh, a 600cc cup with a reinforced elbow fitting. It does add a little bit of weight to the one side, so you are you have to you know factor in the balancing issue. Yeah. Um, and then if you do have some you know extremely large jobs and you got the GXPC, you can once again purchase that. It's uh, part number 9060. It's a reinforced fitting. You unthread the uh, 400cc cup thread on your reinforced fitting, you can actually pop a, a one-quart siphon fed cup on there. One thing I noticed too, now people don't know, and I didn't know this when I got my turbine, because it's a turbine and it's a motor and it's moving really fast, um, there is heat that come out the front of the turbine, right? And the only reason I bring this up is because you guys have a really nice thick hose. Like your hose is really nice and thick, durable. It does get warm, but not hot. Uh, there's a little warning on the front, you know, this part gets hot, but that's in any turbine across the board. On your guns, you have something you call a cool, what is it called? A cool um, cool grip or something? It's the, yeah, it's the, the heat dissipation chamber. So what that does, because we're working with bleeder style spray guns, that air needs to exhaust out of somewhere. Um, normally, it'll either exhaust it of a large port at the side of the turbine, which will kick up dust in the shop and make a whistling noise, uh, or it just sort of bleeds into the ambient air in the actual turbine box. What we've done is come up with a, uh, uh, an engineered chamber that forces air out of 60 um, optimally designed holes. So you're still getting that cooling factor, which has worked. We, we originally went with the five stages because because as you jump up in stage, you're going to be jumping up in heat. After seeing the success of that and, and barely any warranty returns or anything like that, uh, we decided three and four stages, you know, let's bring it to the whole entire line. And it's been... It's been a game changer. I mean, starting out in technical support and the very few calls we get now about, oh, my turbine's running hot, it's generally now just related to a clogged filter where they just need to, you know, buy your $7 filter and, and fix it right up. But, um, yeah, the heat dissipation chamber will exhaust it out the back. Um, but by doing it through the 60 individual ports, you're not making that hissing noise. You're not kicking up dust in the shop. So you can still maintain that that quietness of the system. Yeah, it's real nice. And my my guns never get hot. Like it never the that heat never reaches the gun, which is super nice. Uh, cuz then you're not heating up the material and, you know, whatever you're spraying. Um Yeah, especially lacquer, yeah. Yeah, lacquer not good. 
Not good. <laughs> okay, so some competitors or other people in the HVLP game, because you guys are all family, you know, you all yeah, want yeah. HVLP to succeed. I've seen like one gun. Now it's, I don't know if it's classified in HVLP, but it doesn't spray um, all materials, like n- no flammable materials. Do, do Fuji guns, can they spray anything? Whether it's flammable or not, is there any danger there? I mean, I know there's no sparks or anything in the gun, but you never know. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a brush motor in the turbine, so you always want to be conscious of that. You know, you, you're going to want to use a spray booth. You're going to want to use the proper exhaust. Uh, so there, there is that potential. Not that I've ever seen it. I think in our 30 years, it's never been a factor. Uh, but as a disclaimer, you always want to take the proper precautions when spring solving. You don't want to don't want to blow yourself up or anything like that. Yeah, that's not good. No one exactly. likes that. No one likes that. that. <laughs> uh, let's go to, um, I think this is more of your entry-level uh, gun. And this is the last, or no, there's two more guns. There's the M models, right? The M model guns. You said before that that's more of your entry-level gun. Now, is there any features on that gun that make it easier to operate, or what makes it an entry-level gun? The reason I like to call it entry-level, there is, um, to be completely transparent, there's a where our uh, pattern control knob, the patent on this is, it's all um, either brass or stainless steel internals. The uh, M model pattern control knob is of a uh, like a, pla- a reinforced plastic material that extends through the spray gun. Um, in the event anything were to go wrong with it, it's incredibly easy to replace. But as plastic does in, in moisture, because it's dissimilar, let's call them materials, you can eventually get a C. So as long as you pull it out or, or wiggle it every so often, um, you're fine. But why I like the, the entry, or what I explain to customers too about the entry level sort of features of it is it's the one Fuji gun that you can convert from gravity to bottom feed. Oh. Probably, uh, yeah, I think Josh can agree. Number two question, other than can I spray latex, is uh, which is better, gravity or bottom? Yeah, For turbines. It's 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 personal preference. But you know, if you're a, a person coming from brushing and rolling, you're making this four hundred twenty five dollar investment. You get your bottom feed spray gun, and you're like, I hate bottom feed. Well, you buy a fifty dollar accessory, you convert it to gravity. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, okay. So, not much different. I mean, the quality is still there. And, you know, if people are ever worried about a plastic piece, um, I've seen some testimonials on your website of customers calling you up, having a problem with something, and you guys just taking care of it. Your customer service seems to be on point, ex- especially that man to your left, Josh. He's he's uh, taking care of me, talking about, like, hey, why am I an idiot? And he goes, let me show you why you're an idiot. So <laughs> he does it much nicer than that, though. I don't know why. So the latest gun that you guys have brought out uh, is the MPX-30. Now, this is a compressor gun. Um, tell us why it was important for Fuji to come out with this gun. Was there a demand for it? Were people yelling at you? Um, I personally think uh, if people do not want to get into the turbine or intimidated by the turbine world, that this MPX-30, given the right compressor, is going to be an awesome option because of the awesome gun it is. Exactly. I mean, probably like latex is number one, uh, which orientation is number two. Number three is, can I hook your gun up to a compressor? That's a very common question to get. And, you know, you can go out to your plumbing store and make some bizarre adaptation to make it work. But when you look at the internal fluid passages and air passages and the design of the air cap set, um, you're going to be really playing around with the overall performance of that technology. So we decided it's time to, to go into the compressor realm. Fuji's all about spray solutions. So whichever level you're at, whether you're an entry level, um, you know, refinisher of some fun little furniture you find on the side of the road, or you're that gigantic production shop with huge, uh, gigantic shop size compressors, we want to be able to cover every single price point, every single customer type, um, and every single product that you can spray, really. So I learned real fast when I started, like I said earlier in the episode, I started using an HVLP gun from a discount store. I hooked it up to what I considered a very nice compressor. Okay. It was like just bigger than a pancake compressor, but it wasn't a pancake. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. I found out that what CFM was at that point, like I had to look it up. I watch videos and I'm like, but my PSI is good real as fast as you can. What is PSI? What is CFM? How does it apply to the MPX-30? So the MPX-30, you you are going to need a, a larger 
style compressor. Um, what we see in a lot of the larger automotive shops is they do have one that's just powering everything, similar to wood shops too. You know, you're going to be doing your, your orbital sanders. Um, virtually all your equipment's going to be off of that one compressor, and that is what it's designed for. Uh, being that the MPX is uh, operating at 13 CFM at 36 PSI to really maintain that true reduced pressure technology, um, you know, it will drain a smaller compressor faster. So really what you want to do is you, before investing in a, any compressor spray for that matter, uh, read the label on the side of your compressor. If it's been washed away, call the manufacturer. They're going to give you the CFM rating on it. And then that's when you can call us and say, you know, I'm operating at, let's say, 40 CFM and a two horsepower, 40 gallon compressor, something like that. And then we can, you know, do the calculation or the assessment on our end and, and recommend the appropriate spray gun for you. What do you think the minimal, now you, you just said 13 CFM to optimize the MPX30. What do you think, if someone had 11 CFM, could they still use it or would you just steer them away maybe to go get a system instead of? Yeah, I've seen or I've heard from customers that have, uh, you know, less CFM requirements on their compressor and they have, uh, they had had adequate performance. It really is just a translation to expectations. You know, we're going to sell you something saying that you're going to get the exact performance of what it's optimally designed for. But I think I want to say someone had eight CFM. I could be wrong, but I think it was eight CFM. And and that once again, if you're doing your you know some uh, lower viscosity finishes, that's absolutely no problem. If you're going to be doing touch up work, um, absolutely no problem. It's if you're going to be doing large projects, maybe you know you got thirty kitchen cabinet fronts all laid out, then you're going to run into some issues with the uh, the overall size. Something that surprised me, I thought I thought Fuji spray systems when I first started looking into it was for contractors, builders, furniture makers, you know, even that guitar maker on your website, which I thought was super cool. These guns can spray a car. Like they can, especially like your MPX 30 video, you, you showed a guy spraying a car with this gun. Now I didn't know, and maybe I'm just a moron, which is entirely possible. <laughs> um, I didn't know that the platform for these systems and these guns were that universal. Is there anything you can't spray with this as long as, I mean, material-wise, yeah, but like cars, exterior fences, you said, houses, furniture, what else? What else can be sprayed where people just no. might not think of? It's almost easier to name what can't be sprayed. Okay. Um, you know, and even that's pretty tough. Yeah, to blow your mind, I mean, we do confectionery arts, which is uh, the spraying of, of chocolate uh, or cocoa butter in particular. So it really doesn't have any limitation. Of, I mean, it's it's escaping me right now, but uh, we have people in northern Ontario that build hobby airplanes where they're shooting like a, a spun fiberglass adhesive. Uh, we have people in BC that are using it for luxury yachts. We have uh, people refinishing. I mean, not that I would recommend it when you're spraying auto with a turbine, I say four or five stage system. If you go to our semi-pro page on Amazon and look through the comments, there's a guy who did a 67 Stingray, did the primer coat with a semi-pro. Uh, so it's <laughs> That's awesome. uh, pretty much anything, yeah. Um, one thing that I saw that I was hoping you were going to say, because uh, I showed my wife. So I got this system because my wife bought it for me for my birthday, okay? Because we were fighting back and forth. Remember the whole, uh, I quit my job, went full-time woodworker, now she makes more money than me, and all of a sudden she's the decision maker thing? Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to go buy this Fuji spray system. What do you need that for? I'll buy you a brush. Oh, God. okay, here we go. So <laughs> she looked it up, did her research, actually picked out you know, the T70 and the Mini Money 4 Platinum. Great job on her half. The only reason she did it is because she saw the spray tan system. I didn't even know that yeah. was a thing. What it is? It's a huge. I mean, when you look at UV beds and and what we know now with what the sun can do to you, uh, it, people are starting to transition into the the sunless tanning. So it's a large part of the market. Um, you're down into viscosity similar to water. It's pretty much like a, a sugar and water compound with different tints in it. Um, that's the most dumbed down explanation. I'm sure there's tanning technicians that are losing it right now with that. But um, yeah, we have our, uh, we have a, a Q equivalent, which would be the salon tan. And we have a mini mite equivalent, which is the mini tan. Never, never. If your wife says, can you spray me? Tell her you, you don't want 
what's passed through the gun to be put on you. That's, that's <laughs> not the best. And the the mini tans and, and salon tans, they're um, a five, uh, no, sorry, a two stage system, but they're dialed back to operate so that you know you're not blasting the person's skin off. So, um, but yeah, no, you you can do spray tanning with that for sure. Even um, some people have done. Um, there's TV shows about it, sort of that like airbrushing art where they'll do you know foundations and that sort of thing. So, oh, I mean, if you can. Pass it through a number four Ford and you got the right air cap set, then sky's the limit, really. I think we covered a lot about guns and turbines and HVLP in general. Um, it was awesome to hear about uh, Fuji, the company. I didn't know you guys were 30 years old. I knew you were in Canada, but not in uh, Ontario, which is super cool. And I didn't know that you sprayed chocolate, which is awesome. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you though. When are you coming to Toronto to visit us? Oh, I would love to come. I don't think Canada will let me back into their country though. <laughs> <laughs> I've only gone a couple times to go skiing, and uh, oh, okay. very nice. yeah, I went to Whistler, and um, I would I would love to go to Ontario. Yeah, we'll show you how the Leafs play, which isn't the best, but I mean, what happened something. to the twin? What happened to the brothers? The twins? I yeah, it's uh, it's. It's not good. I mean, I, I'm I'm originally from Montreal, so oh, uh, <laughs> through Habs supporters, I don't really care, but the people in the office care about the Leafs quite a bit. But um, yeah, I think what we have going for us now is our basketball and and our. Uh, I mean, our soccer team's good. TFC's great, um, but certainly basketball and baseball would be the best. One more thing about Fuji, uh, besides customer service, besides the gun, besides the system. Um, besides all the applications that it, it, it applies to. I think right. one thing um, I haven't brought up yet, and my apologies, is the warranty. I think uh, whenever someone, whether it's a hobbyist, which a lot of our listeners are, or professionals, which a lot of our listener, listeners are, the cost, when you're getting into a cost in that bracket, uh, the warranty is pretty important. So can you just tell us real fast how important it is to Fuji to have a solid warranty? Most definitely. I mean, we're a Canadian company. A lot of our business is done in the United States. We know that there's a border that separates us, and there's a lot of costs that incurs crossing that border. So we have fulfillment centers in the U.S. You give us a call, we got a 24-hour warranty process. So from the time you submit your electronically submitted claim with a couple pictures and just some pertinent information about you and how you operate the system, our warranty team is going to have a resolution for you within 24 hours. Failure rate on, on turbines is, is quite low, I would say. The majority of, of warranty claims we do deal with is there's some sort of what we call an environmental hazard where overspray has been ingested. But uh, to answer your question, it's a it's a full two-year warranty, which I do advise uh, your users and your listeners to, to really look into the warranty, whichever system you get. Just make sure you're happy with it. You're investing in it. Watch out for the prorated warranties. Um, you know, you really want something that's hassle-free. If you're in the middle of a job, you know, days could be, you know, $600 a day downtime. Uh, if we can get you a resolution within 24 hours and then, um, you know, commonly what we'll do is we'll cover the cost of ground shipping. If you need it overnighted, we just ask that you cover that difference. Um, but we're all about, it's a customer centric warranty process, how I sort of explain it. And uh, it's all about getting you guys back up on your feet as, as quickly as possible. And, you know, you see on these reviews, we do help customers out by giving them product and, and that sort of thing. Um, we're not a company that's just a matter of, you know, throwing freebies at, you know, throwing water at a fire, we're also going to empower you through the education. As much as we love hearing from you guys, um, you know, if, if we don't have to hear you call in with another problem that's similar to the first one, if we could have told you, you know, a small adjustment, I think that that really translates well into the warranty. People listening right now, if they want to get a hold of you guys, let me just read off real quick on uh, the different social media you guys are on. First of all, the website is www.fujispray.com. Instagram, they're at Fuji Spray Official. Facebook, they're at Fuji Spray HVLP. Twitter, they're at Fuji Spray One. And on YouTube, which I highly recommend you go give them a follow on YouTube. Because talking about education again, you guys have a lot of great content on YouTube. It's at Fuji Spray. Besides those ways of, is that what you guys recommend for um, our listeners to get a hold of you best on these sites, or would you provide something else? Yeah, I would say um, because those are sometimes run by maybe one or two people, um, if you really want the fastest response time, your best bet is to call into our sales or technical support department. Like I said, two to th unless we're eating lunch, about two to three rings, you're going to get a live rep. Um, 
and or you can contact us by email um, if it's a technical support related question info at fujispray.com um, we operate between the hours of 8 a.m and 4 p.m eastern standard time but i think it's we're quite confident in the fact that we'll get you a response within 24 hours awesome um okay well thank you guys for coming on but i can't let you leave yet every episode of grain knockers we have a series of yes or no questions I get to ask a yes or no question, and your only response can be yes or no. I'm gonna ask Josh the first one. Um, okay. Okay. Are you ready, Josh? Are you Are you Go willing? Ahead. Are you willing to play? Let's do this. Okay, Josh, from Ontario, Canada, at Fuji Spray Systems, Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza. Yes or no? Okay. So uh, I've not been to Chicago. And so I cannot speak for Chicago pizza. I'm going to have to go with New York. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it's another New York on the board. It's catching up to Chicago. Jim, what, same question just because. Uh, I have been to Chicago. I, I Now, I did get a, a pretty, I guess, biased piece of pizza because it was from the airport. So it probably wasn't the best. Um, but... Completely honest with you, it's garbage. New York all the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know how fast I can delete this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, yes or no to either – we'll do both of you guys again. Americans – yes or no. Americans think there are more moose in Canada than there actually are. Yes or no. Probably. Yes. Because <laughs> I think that's a big thing. Like Americans are like, oh, Canada, moose. It's like – I, th I think there's more to Canada than moose. All right, Jim, do you think the same thing? You think Americans are overestimating the moose population in Canada? You know what? I think they they're probably spot on. I I think they're just they're more concerned with like the frequency of how much we see. like. I don't see moose anywhere. Like in Toronto, you don't see moose. Yeah. Um. So it's not like a there's not a moose epidemic or a moose problem, but uh, there are quite a few, and there's a lot of like very common to see signs around here about you know moose crossing or that sort of thing. Yeah. But, Canada, eh? so you gotta you gotta deal with it. Okay. Um, next question to both of you: um, the Chicago Blackhawks and the rest of the United States hockey teams are much more talented hockey players um, or teams than the teams in Canada. Yes or no? Well, we're, we're I'm Canadian, so I'm just gonna go to Canada. Yes, Canada. Okay, Jim. Um, so who's who? What nationality are the people playing on the American team? So I guess would be that. My that question. is not the question, Jim. That is not okay. the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know where my answer is. Uh, yeah, I would say look at World Juniors, look at the Olympic teams. Um, yeah, no, definitely Canada, hundred um, percent. I'm just gonna say Kaner, Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as he's not in a taxi, he's on my team. <laughs> All right. Um, in the next year. Does Fuji Spray Systems plan to come out with a brand new product that's in development that you guys know about that no one else knows about, yes or no? That's a yes. Ooh, no, you didn't. All right. Jim, <laughs> can you yes. confirm? Jim, can you confirm? The rumors are true. There, there will be, there's going to be some, some big stuff on the horizon for sure. Well, you guys are always welcome to come back on Great Knockers Podcast to announce that big announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Yes or no? Fuji Spray System as a company has taken Instagram, social media as a whole, more seriously and just wants to be a part of you know this community. Yes or no? Uh, definitely yes. Um, we have seen that there there's definitely a, a larger outreach with our social social media. People are asking questions. People want to get engaged with our company. And by being in all these facets, we believe that we have a greater outreach. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, um, this was episode... Hold, hold, hold on, Bill. Hold oh. on, Bill. I have something special for you. Oh. Since, since you're a Blackhawks fan. Oh, here we go. Uh, okay. In, I knew you left the office for some reason. Damn it. <laughs> in in post-edit, I would like for you to uh, do echo my voice. And this is it because we have... Um, we, we have a, a segment lined up for, for this special Grain Knockers ep episode. Okay. So here we go. Grain Knockers and Fuji Spray presents Hockey Talk. All right. So we're, we're going to have uh, uh, somebody that works with us here. His name is Derek. And uh, he's, he's a diehard hockey fan. And 
you guys are everyone's welcome to listen in to our our uh, diehard fan here here we go all so right you ask any question you want about how's hockey okay how's it going man hey how's it going welcome to grain knockers Pretty good you like my hat i don't i don't no, i don't <laughs> i respect you know it what? though i respect it all right so okay hockey talk let's get let's get into it who is the number one pad manufacturer for goalies wow oh no ccm okay well i just had to set the tone i don't know <laughs> um, and and by the way, I am not a hockey like expionado or so. I I'm not a professional. I just like the Hawks. Okay, how about this? Why is Marion Hosa retiring from hockey this year? Oh, he's got like a skin condition going on or something. But I think that's I don't know if, how true that is. No, that's true. I mean, he's just getting older, and they're trying to wash his salary. Yeah, it, that's true. And you're good. On to the next question. Two for two. <laughs> Bam. Okay, uh, let me think. Besides um, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, your guys' boy, who's sick, awesome captain, the captain. You're welcome. You're, thank you. <laughs> who is uh, the defenseman who came back to the Hawks this year in free agency? And who is another forward who came via trade back to the Blackhawks that are going to make the Blackhawks win another Stanley Cup this year? Oh, uh, You know what? Um I like that you guys got rid of Panarin. What? Um, you guys I don't. Are do better without him, man. With Sod, I mean, you guys have already won with Sod. He's gonna take you there again. Okay, so that's one. You got Sod. That's um, one. Defensive? I don't know about defenseman. He's the best. He's the he's the best looking man in hockey. <laughs> I have no idea. You guys have Chalmerson, or did you trade him? Chalmers is Chalmers. gone. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. You stumped me on that one. He was a defenseman. That got picked up in free agency three years ago to Dallas Stars and now is back oh, at Chicago. Johnny nope. Oduya. Nope. No? Oh, Best looking man. He has a great man chin. His chin is great. I don't know. You're going to have to give me the answer on this one. Sharpie. Sharp's not defense. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's not. Sharp plays the wing. Oh. Well, <laughs> I thought he was a defenseman. Okay, well, there's another one for you. Damn it, I hate this game. Where'd Josh go? Josh, what the hell? Um, okay, well, let me think of another hockey question. In what year did the United States win the Olympics? Last, What's the last year? You got to go way back for that. That's way back. That's, sure. That's like black uh, and white TV. Yeah, was that that was the, the miracle on ice, right? Was yeah. 88? Okay, who did they play? Because I don't know the year either. I thought you were going to know it, and I was just going to say oh. you were right again. I have no idea. It, was it the Russians? Yep. Right. Man, this guy's good. Josh, I thought you said this was a surprise. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to a, our last question. How about, well, what about, the, have you ever been to Chicago? No, unfortunately, no. Have you ever had a deep dish pizza? No, I've heard good things, though. Well, if I can find a way to freeze a deep dish and send it to y'all for <laughs> lunch one day, I'm going to do it. Okay? That sounds good. Hey, it was nice having you on, man. I'm sorry I don't have any more questions for you. No problem. No problem, Bill. Nice talking to you. Hey, it was nice speaking with you, too. What was your name again? My name is Derek. Derek. Nice speaking with you, Derek. Damn it, Josh. So Derek's in, uh, is one of our, our leads in tech support and, and sales as well. So for the most part, when you call in, you're going to get uh, a variety of our colleagues, but a lot of time you'll you'll hear Derek as well. That was awesome. If you have any hockey questions, call in and, and feel free to ask him. <laughs> Josh, way to pull that on me, man. That was perfect. All of a sudden, this this guy, he looks like a hockey player himself. I had to scoot my chair back. Yeah, that was good, Josh. Kudos to you. Oh, you know what? Once you said the season's coming and go Blackhawks, I thought, hey, all right, time to sink the ship. Well, I was wondering why Jim was talking the whole time and you were leaving. I was like, man, maybe Josh got really nervous or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, you were, com you were compelling this little thing. Okay. All right. Um... Actually, Grain Knockers, uh, let's get back on topic here. Since Josh is all over the place with his show ideas that he didn't talk to me about. Uh, <laughs> um, you guys are going to be one of the major um, prize givers in um, a prize that I'm going to do. Why don't we talk? Why don't you announce the prize? I'll post later, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to post on Grain Knockers. Um, how to enter but Fuji right now Josh from Fuji 
is going to tell you what Fuji is going to offer Grain Knocker Nations in a giveaway. That's right, Bill. Uh, Fuji Spray and Grain Knockers have teamed up to offer as a giveaway a Semi Pro 2 Bottom Feed Spray System. Bam! And I think I think that spray system is going to be an awesome giveaway. It'll be the highest price item we're giving away. That's a $425 spray system that Fuji's giving away with a bottom feed gun. What what kind of gun comes with that? The M series gun? That's right. That's a convertible gun. So if if eventually you want to switch out to a gravity version, you'll need to get the the accessory kit to convert it into a gravity gun. Yeah, but that's that's simple because Jim just told us how to do that. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Jim and um, Josh, they are now a part of our family at Grain Knockers, Grain Knocker Nation. Tell everyone one more cool thing about yourself before we we let you guys go and get back to uh, building. Uh, we're Canadian and we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna leave it up to your users. Come to Toronto and uh, and you'll see what it's all about. That's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for coming on Grain Knockers. Grain Knocker Nation, make sure you check them out. Again, their website is www.fujispray.com, Instagram at Fujispray Official, Facebook at Fujispray HVLP, Twitter at Fujispray1, and YouTube. Highly recommend YouTube at Fujispray. Thanks, guys, so much. We'll catch up with you guys next time so you can unveil your new best thing that you won't tell me about. You got it. Thanks for having us so much, Bill. It was a pleasure being on. Thank you for having us, Bill. It's been great. Thank you, Grain Knocker Nation. Thank you so much to Jim and Josh from Fuji Spray Systems for coming on Grain Knockers today. Uh, A lot of information there. And thank you so much for your giveaway. Uh, It's pretty cool. It's pretty big. And it's probably going to change one of uh, Grain Knocker Nation's life. So that is sweet. Thank you so much. For more information on this mega giveaway, go to Instagram. I know I said I was going to do it at the end of the show, but go to Instagram. I'll put a post up and detail everything that will be available. Make sure to help spread the nation and uh, get in on this gaw. It's much appreciated. Go to SoundCloud, subscribe, go to iTunes, and leave a five-star review if you like what you hear here. Here, here, and uh, we'll catch you in episode 11. That's it from here. Great Knocker Nation, you are the best.